0: Good morning, beautiful. I know it's gonna be a good morning, beautiful. When you wake up with me, it's gonna be a good morning, beautiful. Da, 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 da. Hi, I'm Kevin Pankers and I'm Donna Carter. And you're listening to Grow on the Go. Yeah. Yeah, we never know where we're gonna go after that intro. Yeah,
1: um, no, So really here don't. we are. I mean, we
0: know where we're gonna Go eventually. Up. Yeah, sure. Yes. But yes. not right now. So here we are staring at each other. Nothing to say, really. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we have quite a lot to say. I haven't seen you for ages. That's true. That's true. And I was saying over dinner, because I had dinner here, um, that we, when when you're in a room with me, you can't get me to shut up. But if you try to contact me remotely, you will never hear from me again. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's I, sort of I like... struggle to respond to things.
1: hmm Yeah. That's part of your
0: current malaise my introversion in general i think but yeah it's also an executive dysfunction issue where i'm like yeah okay when i get a second i'll do that and then i never get a second where my brain is like it's time to do that thing Mm. so it
1: just disappears off my radar and and yet you put strategies into place to i'm working on it yeah Yeah, i'm working on it by the way thank you for the response on the logo that I was asking you about.
0: Yes, yes. I, I had to program a reminder into my calendar to do it, but, but I did
1: do it. But that's good. I did do it. Was it helpful? Yeah. Um. You know what? I didn't actually look at it. I had a, <laughs> such a ridiculously busy two days, uh, but tomorrow, was, uh, tomorrow I have Jude, so I'm home all day, so while he naps, I can catch up on I don't, some things. I don't need a response, so I was just... I think I looked quickly, and you said you thought it was... Okay, or pretty good.
0: Nope, nope, <laughs> not. not at all. Okay, <laughs> no, I think it's nice. Uh, this is an offline conversation. I think I think it's pretty. It's a little outdated. Yeah, um, and we were
1: thinking simpler. Anyway, as as you said, said, this is completely irrelevant to what we're talking about. Anyway, you don't want
0: to talk about logos that the listener can't see. No, I really don't. weird. Yeah. We don't talk to each other unless it's on the microphone. Mm. It's a rule in both of our contracts that we definitely have. So (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So this is the only time we actually get to speak to each other. Actually, it's kind of remarkable we get to see each other right now. I know. Yeah. The government of Alberta, as a time of recording, which uh, hopefully by the time this airs, this will... This will be... This will all be over, but I'm not counting on it. But uh, we are no longer allowed to have uh, gatherings inside or
1: outside. So yeah, it's an interesting season. It is a very interesting season. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I want to talk about today on Grow on the Go is um, why we believe in the Bible. Why Christians believe in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of us believe but don't really know why we believe, and some of us. think sort of believe and we're not really sure if we should believe. Yeah. And so we're going to go back to um, a a document that my dad produced um, before his death. He was a lawyer and a theology scholar Mm -hmm. and he wrote this pretty incredible document called 22 Reasons Why I Believe in the Bible. Which is like, do you know when he wrote this? I don't
0: I don't. Because he really preempted the listicle here. Speaking as a digital content writer, uh, numbered lists are a very effective way to write content. So oh, he... well, that, And it's called a listicle. A listicle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was before
1: listicles were I a thing. I think you're right. I think he really was a trailblazer here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, we are going to talk about some of these reasons. Um, we, I, I really feel like we take the Bible for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, how many Bibles do you have? One. Only one? Do I need more than one? Well, no, you don't, but I have... I also have a smartphone. A lot. Um, yeah, now you can get any version you want on, on at, at, in an app. Yeah. But, I mean, I have a lot. And I, I think, you know, every church... Has a closet of Bibles that have been left behind mm-hmm. and presumably were not missed enough to be searched for and claimed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I See, I write in my, I take a lot of notes in my mm-hmm. Bible and okay. highlight and I'm a firm believer. I, I remember I was I had my Bible on the bus in high school and I was highlighting and like making a note and someone was like, isn't that against the rules to write in the Bible? I was like, there aren't. Rules for the... It's a book. You know yeah. it's a book, right?
1: It's a book. Yeah, it's kind of an important book. It's an important book, but it's still physically a book. True. True. And, and I think we are less um, maybe reverent about Bibles because yeah. they are so plentiful. We can have more than one if we want. Yeah. There are all these abandoned Bibles in every church. I mean, the text is sacred, but the book itself is a book. When Kendall was a little girl... I love this story. Um, Dad noticed that her Bible was getting really scuffed up and beat up looking. It was a great Bible too. Yeah, it was that like Jesus great storybook Bible or whatever it was called, something no. like that.
0: It was I don't remember great what it was illustrations. called. Illustrations, yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, like photorealistic. So illustrations one day are he hears
1: her singing and he goes into her room and she is physically standing, standing on her Bible, standing alone on singing, the Word of God. Yep, the B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. She
0: she's, she's a literal she thing.
1: Was, yeah, she was literal at the time. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, she's still yeah. pretty literal-minded, yeah.
1: You know, um, visiting China and mm-hmm. connecting with the underground church just taught me a far more um, reverent appreciation of the Bible. They, in the underground church where Bibles are are really hard to get... Yeah. Uh, in during times when they were hard, even harder to get than they are now, yeah. they would tear out books or chapters of the Bible, memorize them, mm-hmm. and then switch.
0: Yeah, and uh, it, in case you don't know, because this isn't as widely known as I think we think it is, um, Christianity is highly controlled and largely outlawed in in China. Yeah, and it
1: it, it really changes region to region. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, there are still a lot of underground churches yeah. that are operating either because there is no state sanctioned church. state sanctioned church in their area that yeah. they can get to, or they just don't want the church to be state state sanctioned. They yeah. there are things that they are not allowed to talk about. Yeah. They can't evangelize children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. You know, a lot of a lot of the believers have the, the feeling, you know, Jesus is the Lord of the church, not the government, and yeah. therefore we're going to operate outside of their reach. Yeah. Anyway, when we visited, um, we were meeting a, a group of um, evangelists and pastors who were meeting for training, and I was invited to say something to encourage them. And by this time, I already knew, okay, I am a spiritual child compared yeah. to these people. Yeah. And I don't really feel like I have much to offer, so I just started quoting some scripture that I thought would encourage them. Mm -hmm. And the interpreter stopped me and said, yeah, they have the New Testament memorized, they they Know this.
0: To be fair, you also tried to memorize it in Mandarin? Or I Cantonese? did. Mandarin. It did not go well. No, si, it was
1: I very, very hard, much harder than I you thought got, it would be. You got through Romans? No, Hebrews. Hebrews. The word the Hebrews. The word Hebrews. Yeah, not the book, just yeah, the but word. It's so hard because it's not just pronouncing what you hear, it's do, getting the right tones. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you tried, though. It was a valiant effort. I did try, yeah. yeah. So um, I felt sort of stupid once I heard, okay, they've got the New Testament memorized. I have absolutely nothing yeah. to offer these You're people. You're doing good, boys. I was just going to go sit down in yeah. this corner over here. Anyway, I'll see myself out. But, you know, we heard stories of, um, of prisons in China where mm-hmm. they used... Bible pages for toilet paper. That was their way of of showing the least amount of reverence possible for Bibles. And here's the thing. Christians would fight for the worst jobs in the prison, which was to clean out the squat pots. Mm. And they would clean off the pages so that they could have some part of the Bible. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And certainly the Chinese aren't the only ones to try to rid the world of the Bible. Mm According to Open Doors USA, which is uh, an organization that tries to um, help the uh, persecuted church, up to three generations of a family can face imprisonment and even death if one member of the family is caught with a Bible in North Korea. Ugh. And that's like today. Yeah. In Central Asia, Christians' homes are raided to see if they're guilty of the crime of owning a Bible. So you can kind of see why dictators frown on the Bible. It talks about loving your enemy and standing up for what is right against Mm -hmm. those in power. Those aren't really popular themes in a a totalitarian Totalitarian? regime. That was hard. Yeah. History has seen a lot of those kinds of regimes come and go, and it's actually amazing that the Bible has survived over hundreds of years. Kind of makes you think maybe God had something to do with that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the reasons that we can be sure that the Bible is the word of God. It's God's book. It yep. is uh worthy of torture and death and you know things that believers through the ages have have done to protect it and to have it in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start. If you wouldn't mind reading the twelfth reason to sure. believe, or to, yeah, to believe that the the Bible is the Word of God. Okay. Um, and and let me just say this: as as I mentioned, is is a list of reasons my dad compiled. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear the first eleven, you can go back to a previous episode of Grow on the Go, which was the episode for November twenty fourth, and it was called "Why I Believe the Bible."
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the twelfth reason, the character of those who, ex- so all of these are prefaced with, I believe the Bible because mm-hmm. the character of those who accept the Bible of, as truth is most impressive. And there's a list attached here. Yeah.
1: So let's read some of those quotes. Um, and, and these were certainly not perfect people. No, no. No. Um, but they were smart people. Mm hmm.
0: So why don't you read some of those? Um, Immanuel Kant, who was a uh, moral philosopher, I think. I believe. Um, The Bible is the greatest benefit which the human race has ever experienced. Charles Dickens. uh, The New Testament is the best book the world has ever known and will know. He wrote A Christmas Carol. Uh, President Theodore Roosevelt. A thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. President Abraham Lincoln. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated through this book, but for the book we could not know but for the book we could not know right from wrong. All things all the things desirable to man are contained in it. Soren Kierkegaard, I don't know who that is. He
1: was a ooh, I want to say Swedish, but I'm not sure if that's correct. But he was a novelist and a mm, novelist, I'm not sure if he was a novelist. He was certainly a theologian. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. When you read God's word, you must constantly be saying to yourself, it is talking to me and about me. Daniel Webster, presumably of Webster's Dictionary. If we abide by the principles taught in the Bible, our country will go on prospering. But if we and posterity neglect its instructions and authority, no man can tell how sudden a catastrophe may overwhelm us and bury all our glory in profound obscurity. And Blaise Pascal, I don't know who that is either.
1: Mathematician. Oh, okay. Haskell's Theorem. Have you ever heard of that?
0: Sure. <laughs> Trigonometry. for Yeah. Anyway. Great. <laughs> Apart from Christ, we know neither what our life nor our death is. We do not know what God is nor what we ourselves are.
1: So, so if, listed here. If these very smart people can be uh, respected at all, they obviously believe that the Bible is very important and there mm-hmm. are good reasons to believe it and to know it.
0: Uh, reason number
1: 13,
0: the immeasurable superiority of its teachings that is underlined and there's an exclamation point. No human author teaches like this. The Bible's intellectual breadth spans childlike simplicity to profoundest theological themes. It is all inclusive. That's very true. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's accessible.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that comes to my mind is Jesus loves me. This I know mm-hmm. for the Bible tells me so. Mm hmm. Or the
0: fact that Jesus um, spoke in parables and those parables were recorded. Because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> when I'm writing, um, I write with a lot of analogies because that is the simplest way to get people to understand what you're talking about mm-hmm. by making an equival- a- equivalency.
1: Mm-hmm. And as speakers, your dad and I. Particularly your dad, he's an amazing storyteller. Yeah, yes. He, um, he uses tons of stories, lots of funny stories, also some touching stories mm-hmm. when he speaks, and it's it's amazing to me that we can run into somebody in an airport or you know wherever, and they'll say to him, "You probably don't remember me, but I." Um, went to an event you spoke at like seventeen years ago, and this is what you talked about. you told this funny story, and this is the point you 've made and mm-hmm. i 've never forgotten it. That happens a lot yeah um, and it's because of that that use of story um, so yeah, um, Jesus knew how to reach n- the scholars of the day, Pharisees like Nicodemus mm-hmm. and also little kids yeah. couldn't, couldn't stay away from him. Um, kin,
0: number 14, yeah. Every archaeological discovery continues to confirm the holy scriptures. No error has been found in biblical assertions. The historical, geographical, archaeological, scientific, and prophetic data are verifiable from outside the claims of the scriptures, and in fact, continue to be thus verified. Uh, Mom's dad was a lawyer. He, was, he had
1: he used words. He yeah. had all
0: the best words. to yeah, he Quote. Truly did some president. have the best words. Who did? Who a president who did not, in fact, have the best
1: words. <laughs> but we're not going to go there. Yeah. Um, so here's some examples of the um, archaeological evidence. Mm -hmm. There was a site surveyor named Gila Cook, or maybe Gila, I'm not sure, but she accidentally discovered an inscribed stone within a newly excavated wall in Israel in 1993. The writing on the stone contained the first historical evidence of King David outside Mm. the Bible.
0: Wow! Wow! It is kind of fascinating that it took till
1: 1993. I know, I know. Yeah, David uh, goes back a long. Well, but historically, he did kind of a lot. So you, anyway, fascinating. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, Peter's house, Saint uh, Saint Peter Simon Peter's house, which I've actually been to. (gasps) Cool. Yeah. Uh, The Pool of Siloam, which I've also visited. Um, It was a pool where um, some healings took place in the Bible. Um, There is a lot of circumstantial evidence Mm -hmm. that the Bible is, is true. Let's go to reason number 15.
0: Many of the New Testament writers are eyewitnesses to what they wrote or received eyewitness accounts of what they wrote. The earliest account was written around 60 A.D. That's actually quite a span quite a ways away. Uh, 60 A.D. read Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell.
1: Oh, I read. Oh, read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that is a very Western name. <laughs> no. So what he was saying is that um, you can't expect people to believe lies when there are still living witnesses to refute it. Mm-hmm. The fact that the New Testament was written. The earliest documents go back to sixty years yeah. after the death of Christ. Sixty years after the mm. death, not sixty years after the birth. Right. Okay. So there would have still been people living who experienced those times. Those things. Yeah. They saw them with their own eyes. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a that's a big deal to authenticate mm-hmm. um, the Bibles, and. This is why the earliest manuscripts are always the most accurate, or always considered the most authentic. Yeah, because there were people that were there. Yeah, so 60 years is actually, you said it's quite a span, but it's actually in ancient, um, the study of ancient scripts mm-hmm. is actually a really, really new manuscript. Interesting. Or a really, really early manuscript.
0: Interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess... Yeah, yeah. I guess the printing press didn't exist. It would take a while to get anything into circulation. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so um, 16.
0: <laughs> More confirming evidence from the recent launching of the Hubble telescope. This is not
1: a new document. That, <laughs> that maybe gives you an idea you are asking what, uh, what the Hubble when telescope he wrote it. Launched. I don't know. I'm going to okay. look it up real it. quick. Okay. I'm going to look it up real quick. Keep talking. She's got her phone out. She's looking it up. Um. So, the Hubble telescope um, uh, confirmed the belief. Have you got a date? Not yet. Keep going. It confirmed the belief that the universe had a distinct beginning. So, there was evidence that was uncovered by the Hubble. April 24th, 1990. Okay. So, this is, this is a 20, 20, 20-year-old 20 document. Yeah. So, um, the universe has a distinct um, beginning. It supports the idea of the Big Bang Theory. and. Let's face it, if anyone can create a big bang, it's yeah. God,
0: <laughs> yeah, I do think it's I do think it's interesting that people are under the impression that the big Bang theory um, excludes creation, a creator. Hmm. It makes more sense to me that it would be yeah. a creator, because yes. otherwise, if there's nothing, I mean, I'm not a physicist, but there's nothing, and then nothing exploded, and then everything <laughs> it makes more sense to me that there was nothing, and God said, "Let there be everything, and then there was everything, yeah. Yeah. To me, that, that sounds more I, like creationism than anything.
1: I would agree with that. But I'm not a physicist. No, you're not? No. I'm so surprised. No, I didn't even take physics. I took physics. That was a mistake. Should have taken bio. I know I should have, but... I also should have taken bio. I kind bio. of got grossed out by all the dissection and stuff. I wasn't mm, into it. But I, I physics, did. Physics, my mind so did not work that way.
0: No, no. I feel like... No. <laughs> even from a theoretical, like... I generally understand how things work perspective, and I say this as basically you, uh, like, I struggle with doors and keys, so, like, understanding force and how things work is is not going to happen to me naturally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I had, for my, for, um, Physics 30, I had, um... A guy who had never taught high school before. He had been teaching at the university, and fully admitted he what was teaching. Happened? He was teaching a second-year university physics course. Well, I couldn't even handle the high school of physics. No, so well, you would never know. Didn't I had to? Uh, I did pass, but I, I did a lot of uh, bonus papers so mm. that I could pass. Yeah, hard pass
0: on that. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> okay, um, seventeen. Yes. The uniqueness of the Jewish nation has confounded—interesting—has confounded historians through centuries of persecution. The, the fact of the Jewish people, why are the Jews not integrating? That's true. Um, arguably, one of the few, like, I think a lot of people would consider—Jews seems like a derogatory term, and it isn't in this no, case. Not. But it's uh, Why, like, white Jews— Still have a distinct culture, which is not typical of most white people, right? Um, and like, obviously, originally they they were Middle Eastern, um, but mm.
1: but but the fact that it pervay- prevails, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you also have to look at the fact that so many regimes throughout history have tried to annihilate them, from the ancient Persians to the Russians to Nazi Germany. Yeah. Yep. So the fact that they remain is actually quite miraculous. Very
0: impressive. There's a quote from Fiddler on the Roof that for whatever reason used to say a lot when I was a kid, which we're not Jewish, so I don't know why you, obviously. So I don't know why you said it. Something about like I know I know where you're chosen people. Oh yeah.
1: Yes, uh Reptivia says, "Oh god, I know. <laughs> I know where your chosen people." But couldn't you choose someone else for a change? Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Pardon accent, it was terrible. It but wasn't the best Yiddish accent I've you heard. Can, you get you it? just can't say that without trying the That's accent. That's why I didn't try.
0: Oh, well, you're better than me. I
1: am, thank you. Okay, 18. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm kidding, by the way. So no one sends me hate mail. While creation displays the hand of a designer, it tells us little or nothing of his moral perfection. Man, therefore, needs a written revelation from the Creator God. The Bible is necessary to answer man's many questions about himself and his word. There is, accordingly, a presumption in favor of the Bible being provided to satisfy this need.
1: Enough said. There you go. I don't think I need to expand on On that at all. Okay,
0: great. 19. The brutal and unmistakable honesty of the writers the Bible's transcultural truth is neither Eastern nor Western, but applicable to every culture and embraced by people of
1: every race and creed. I, when, when I think of the word honesty... That my dad mentioned there. Mm-hmm. I, I think about David's rants. That's what I went to
0: too. He does a lot of railing against God, and it's it's in black and white, not right there so much about,
1: Not so much against God. I mean, he asks God questions, but he he's like, wants to kill everybody. Whiny
0: questions. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. What? The word fat cats
0: appears in the Bible, which in junior high I always thought was hilarious. I did not know in that. In my translation, whatever well, I had at okay. the time.
1: Well. Probably New Living. The other thing that I think is really interesting is if, if you were going to um, write a book that you wanted to be seen as the Word of God. You would not have done things like have women as the first eyewitnesses of the resurrection. No. And I could talk about that yeah, for hours but at a time. we're not going to. <laughs> we have,
0: though. We have a whole series called The Biblical Feminist, if you want to hear more about that. It's a really good series. It's my yeah, favorite.
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so there's, you know, a lot of um, like tiny little discrepancies between different people who... Um, recounted stories in the life of Jesus. Nothing that that affects the meaning, but if you were trying to pass a book off as God's word, you'd probably go through and fix all those things.
0: Yeah, it's like he said Thursday, I said Wednesday. Yeah, those kinds of things. Yeah, but like if you were writing a book, we all said Wednesday.
1: Yeah, exactly. You'd you'd get your story straight, right? But when you hear uh, even in court, if you hear from different witnesses, you're going to hear different details. Right? Yep. Um, Okay, so, and the transcultural piece, I wanted to talk about that too, the transcultural piece of the Bible. One of my favorite, my favorite example of that is the Chinese character Mm -hmm. for righteousness, Mm -hmm. which is a lamb over a person. It's basically, literally, lamb over me Mm -hmm. is what is righteousness. And that's just so cool because the Chinese language was thought up long before... Jesus lived. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's quite prophetic, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like Neat. it. Neat. Okay. Uh, number 20.
0: The power of the scriptures to change man and to make them willing to suffer and die for the truth of God revealed therein. Absolute certainties are put forth.
1: Eternal truth. Immutable truth. Hmm. Huh back to China, you know, the stories of torture that we heard, mm-hmm. like first-hand stories, people yeah. who had experienced needles under their fingernails oh. and beatings and, and in the winter having their clothes taken away and have cold water thrown over them mm-hmm. when they're outside. and Just the most horrible torture, starvation. Yeah. One man, um, he'd been out of prison for about four years and he said it's only about, it's only about five months ago that my, my intestine started to work again. Oh. You know, just horrible things so uh we also need to point out that all 12 original disciples with the possible exception of john were martyred i didn't know that yes they were willing to suffer any you know anything and and what they believed was absolutely true and
0: this is also makes the previous point this is a group of men that when jesus originally died they were like huh apparently we misunderstood yeah yeah yeah. They they were like, "Oh, our bad."
1: They they figured it out. They yeah. figured it
0: out eventually. Yeah. So that's a pretty significant uh,
1: 180. Um, quickly go through 21 and then I want to talk about 22 in the minute we have left
0: it's absolutes in essence an unchanging point of reference by which all changes are measured relativism or anarchy exists where there is no longer an unchanging point of reference truth can only exist if and when there is an objective standard of measurement that unchanging absolute is God who is truth
1: Mm -hmm. and Jesus
0: even said I am the way the The truth truth, and the life life. yeah Uh, number 22 Ancient manuscripts find, example, Dead Sea Scrolls, and
1: writing of early
0: church fathers. The manuscript evidence is overwhelming. It really is. So the Dead
1: Sea Scrolls date back to around 70 AD, still pretty early, and they contain fragments of every book in the Old Testament except one. The fact that they are so ancient and so consistent with much more recent documents shows us that the Bible remains unchanged. Oh, fascinating. I
0: know, right? It's very cool. So,
1: in closing, why is the Bible such a big deal? We can trust it. Mm -hmm. We can learn from it and live by it. It helps us understand God and know Him. It helps us know how He wants us to live. It shows us we're not alone. The roads we walk have been walked by centuries of other believers. Mm -hmm. It reveals the significance of our identity and tells us who we are. And it teaches us where we come from and what lies ahead. Mm -hmm.
0: That's all for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankers And I'm Donna Carter.
1: Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.